I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. The State Department today called for an end to the unjustified imprisonment of Alan Gross in Cuba. It was three years ago today that Gross was arrested by Cuban authorities. He was detained for illegally distributing restricted communications equipment to members of Cuba's small Jewish community and sentenced to 15 years in prison. Gross is working as a subcontractor for the U.S. government's Agency for International Development. Alan Gross doesn't get many visitors, but in just the last week, he met with Peter Kornbluh. Kornbluh is a senior analyst at the National Security Archive at George Washington University. Peter, first of all, how did you get involved in this case? Alan Gross's case is uh, emblematic of the deterioration, hostility uh, in U.S.-Cuban relations. Uh, And it is important now to resolve his case and the case of uh, five Cuban counterterrorism agents who are in prison in the United States in order for the opportunity to be seized to improve relations in the second Obama administration. So when I was in Cuba this last week, I asked for permission to see Alan Gross and to the credit of the Cuban government, they readily gave it to me and we had a a very significant, uh, long conversation about many things uh, for almost four hours. So, so it, it, does he express any remorse for what what he did? I mean, it, does he seem shocked that he's in jail? I think he uh, is uh, extremely upset uh, that he is in jail. The when he was arrested, um, one of the things that the Cubans acquired from his baggage uh, was a pen drive that had his previous trip reports on it. He had, was arrested on his fifth trip to Cuba in two thousand and nine, and those documents have become part of um, now a court filing that the family has filed suing the U.S. government uh, and the subcontractor DAI. They make it clear that as his trips progressed, he realized that it was, as he put it, extremely risky business mm. what he was doing. So um, he, he knew that uh, that there was a threat of him being uh, arrested. Let me just say, today is the third anniversary of his arrest. I asked him what uh, his message uh, to the world would be from the, the Cuban uh, military hospital where he's being held. Right. What did he say? Uh, and he said something that surprised me. He said, my message is that the United States and Cuba should sit down at the negotiating table and talk and, as he put it, tachlis, which is a, a Yiddish word for truthfully. Mm. Um, I even had to ask him to spell the word um, for me. Um, uh, he said there should be no preconditions uh, in these talks and more surprisingly for me, he said that the, the, the first meeting should result in a non-belligerency pact being signed between Cuba and the United States. In other words, that Cuba and the United States bury this historical hatchet, this perpetual hostility in U.S. aggression towards Cuba and, and Cuba's uh, anger with the United States and its policy of intervention. Um, and that his point was is that if the United States and Cuba can start to have better relations, can improve the kind of ambience in which they talk to each other, in that context, a resolution of his case can be discussed. I mean, that's a really nice thing for him to be saying, to have these kind of sit-down discussions and to come to some resolution. But this kind of plea appears against the backdrop of charges against him that the way you describe it don't seem all that off the mark. You know, I I had the opportunity to talk to Cuban officials after uh, I spoke to Alan Gross. And by the Um, way, were, were any officials in the cell with you or in this room where you met with him? Or was well, it just the just two of you? 
let me just paint the picture of okay. our of our of our talks. He is being held not in a, a traditional prison. He's being held in a military hospital compound. He has a, a room that he shares with two other Cuban prisoners who, from what I gather, have rotated over the last three years. Um, I passed through uh, some security, put my bag and my telephone on a table and was let into a, a clean little room. This is not his cell, but kind of a, a sitting room with uh, three couches. And he was sitting there waiting for me, and we spoke uninterrupted, uh, certainly without anybody else in the room, for almost four hours. I'm sure our conversation was listened to, but nevertheless, uh, it was unimpeded. Um, and we talked frankly from everything to the neighborhoods in which he has lived in in Washington, to the Jewish delis that we've both been to, to the issues about his case and U.S.-Cuban relations. At one point, I said to him, you know, it, it, God, resolving your case really is, is what it's going to take uh, to to overcome the obstacles towards better U.S.-Cuban relations. And he said to me, Peter, you know, my case is ancillary to uh, the broader picture of U.S.-Cuban relations. My case is not an obstacle to better U.S.-Cuban relations. Better U.S.-Cuban relations is an obstacle to, to the resolution of my case. Mm. Now, let me just say one of the key issues that is the obstacle – to the resolution of his case is that the Cubans uh, have uh, five prisoners of their own in the United States that they want back. These are Cuban counterterrorism agents who were sent as part of a network of spies, uh, mostly focusing on exile groups. Um, Those agents were arrested. But Cuba wants to trade Alan Gross uh, for their agents. So is that the kind of roadmap right now? I mean, to the extent that Alan Gross was working for the U.S. government on on his trip to Cuba, what what then is the U.S. government doing to help him? I think the frustration for the Gross family is that the Obama administration has uh, really done very little. There have been some talks behind the scenes over the last three years, but uh, the administration has essentially snubbed its nose as at the repeated calls by the Cubans for talks. Um, after I saw Alan Gross, I, I met with Cuban officials, and the message that was conveyed to me was, we are willing to sit down and talk to the United States about mutual interests, including the Alan Gross case, whenever uh, and wherever and essentially whatever uh, the agenda of the United States is. And as Alan Gross said to me, you know, I understand that the U.S. officials have said that the Cubans aren't serious about talks. And that attitude, he said, on the part of the Obama administration is unacceptable to me. Peter Kornbluh, senior analyst at the National Security Archive at George Washington University. He met last week with Alan Gross, an American serving 15 years in Cuba. Peter, thanks very much. Thank you, Marco.